listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82, where we will be discussing chapter two of A Clockwork Prince Reparations. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. All right. So, you guys, how was your week? How have you been? Oh, I'm tired today. We went to a barbecue at my dad's house and my stepmom got her like inflatable pool out for the kids. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time Lincoln's really been in a pool other than, you know, the small, hard plastic one. Right. Because everything's been closed and we don't have a pool at our house, obviously. And um, so he had the best friggin time. So much fun with his cousins. And he's finally like. He didn't mind the splashing so much and everything, but of course he kept getting out and mm-hmm. picking the freaking tomatoes and, you know, just being a two-year-old. But yep. so I'm tired. And this, this older dude that was, that was at the barbecue, um, he, I came to throw something away and he goes, oh, I thought you were finally sitting down. <laughs> like, I like no, that doesn't exist. Entire, we were there for six and a half hours or something like that. And I was standing almost the whole time. Cause Jesus. Just- <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And you're pregnant? Fuck. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, and it was so hot. It was like 90 something, you know, and so it's just and it's so hazy here and stuff. So smoke. Just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was a long day. We're tired. I don't blame you. That's mine. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. What about you, Robin? <laughs> um, I went grocery shopping today. Yes, and dude. Saturday. I went to Winco. So you have to beg your own groceries, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, when I did that, I put my card at the end and I start to beg them why there's finishing checking up. But then you obviously have to go pay. And so I, my four, almost five year old was in the cart. And then my daughter was over there. And so the lady behind me was talking to William because she was begging her groceries. And she was like saying something cute. Like, can I buy one of you here? You're just so cute. And I was like, yeah, but you'd probably like, you'd probably want to return it right away. <laughs> I was just like, this lady doesn't know my humor at all. <laughs> You're like, doesn't know anything about me. And so then like she chuckled and I should have just stopped, but I couldn't because oh, it was so no. awkward. Wait, there's more. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, that smile might get you though. So you might want to keep it. <laughs> You gotta try to fix it. Robin's backpedaling. And then she's like, she's like, oh, is there a no refund policy? I was like, yeah, all sales final. Dude, too much. I was just like, why? Just stop. She doesn't want to have this conversation anymore. I don't want to have this conversation it's anymore. It's a whole fucking We're never going to see this scene. woman again. Oh, shit. That's great. Oh, God. Kids, man. They turn you into something else, you know? Oh, well, no, no. William obviously didn't know what she was trying to say. So she's just like, oh, yeah. Like, he's a Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. And Adriana's looking at me and her, like, she's like, dude. She's like, shut up, mom. Stop. Stop. She's like, mom, how are you this awkward? You are so lame. Oh, God, that's great. Oh, my God. I mean, that wasn't my entire week, but that was the highlight. (laughs) That was was it. That was it. That was the one. Most memorable. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <sighs> Shitters. Whew. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, oh, I, I had a writer retreat last weekend. That was awesome. I've been yeah. working on a new thing. Work in progress. Yeah. 
been working on a new work. What do you process. do at a retreat? Huh? What um, do you do? You, you go somewhere where they don't have Wi-Fi and they have no cell reception. <gasps> um, and then you sit with pencil or not pencil. We don't ever use pencil. Pen and paper. And you just fucking brainstorm and plot and, you know, take what you have and throw it at, you know, other people and have them tear it apart and poke holes in it and make you think about things that you haven't thought about. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's just like, it's kind of like, just like a workshop situation, but it's so nice to like not have the distra- the distractions of like everything else and just uh-huh. be able to focus and get I can't weird. Imagine not having at least my phone to call someone, you know, no cell service. That's, I'm just having anxiety thinking about you being gone and it already well, happened. I mean, there's cell reception at the road, just like not back okay. in the woods where the place is, but where the murders were going to happen because right. that's what happens, Kristen. <laughs> no, you know what? It was so funny because like every time we heard a, a, a like car, like on the, out on the road or whatever, I'd get up and like walk out onto the deck and like look and whatever. And the girls are like, you're like a fucking guard dog. Cause it was just instinct <laughs> automatically. I'm like, well, you can't protect yourself. Like, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to have to be the one that protects us if something bad happens. <laughs> if there's a squirrel, she's got you, boo. Right? <laughs> At least you know I'll put myself in front of you. So, like, even if I don't right. stop them, I'll slow them down. You can get, get to the car. <laughs> right? Do not run upstairs. Whatever you do. <laughs> Don't, right? <laughs> oh, God. No, it was That's good. Great. I've I've taken cool. like a two-year hiatus. So it's nice to be writing again and world building. And I'm, I'm working in the fantasy genre, which is totally new to me. So it feels like rediscovering all of it all over again. So I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Well, you'll have – I'm sure people will read your books because you – but a new fan base and a new start and a new. Yeah, it'll be nice yeah. to do something different. I knew that I w- didn't want to stay in, like, when I started in romance, I knew that I was not going to be in romance forever. But along the way, I think I just kind of forgot that that was never the plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I kind of like got caught up in what I was doing and what I was building and didn't really, I wasn't really thinking how when I first started out what like my intention was. And over, you know, personal stuff and COVID and all this stuff and just everything being chaos and me just like needing to take a step back for the last couple of years and like just being able to look at it with new eyes. I'm like, yeah, I'm way happier with like what I want because I was trying to force myself to do something that I just wasn't interested in anymore. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice. It's all that healing, all that therapy. Thank God. It's so expensive. It better be worth it. <laughs> right? And you're still wearing your mask, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't even think, I, I think even once everything is over, like totally lifted, done, there's like zero cases. I'm pretty sure I'm going to still be wearing it because like I can't, I'll just be like, she'll just assume that I'm just not, not comfortable and like right. it'll just be forever. You're just like, I think I have a cold all the time. Right. <laughs> just in case. It's going to be oh, something. That's great. 
Oh my gosh. Hey, Amanda, I think you have something fun for us. I really do. I'm pretty excited about this, as you can tell by my voice. Anyway. I just want to say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we got this review and it's like five stars. Oh my God. I know. Um, So this is from Apple Podcasts, right? Where this is where it's from. Okay, yes. it's from Uzi Susie. Cute. <laughs> Love it. <coughs> Excuse me. And I really like her title. It is uh, great for new and old readers. I love that. That's great yeah. because I'm new. So cool beans, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, I love this podcast so much. They are very thorough. And aside from one spoiler, which they admitted to spoiling, I haven't noticed any spoilers so far. They also have given me a new perspective on a few things that I misinterpreted or forgot about, which is refreshing. Reminds me of Robin. (laughs) You ladies almost always say what I'm thinking. Sometimes it's Amanda, sometimes it's Robin, and sometimes it's Kristen. I've been a fan of the books since City of Ashes came out. We have a relatively small fandom, and it's easy for me to forget that there are other people out there who also have read them. Thanks for the show and all the laughs so far. I'm still behind, but I'll be caught up before you know it. Yay! Thank you! Thank you, Uzi Susie. That's so awesome. (laughs) It's so I feel validated. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's it's hard to get toe that line between the reason obviously we did no spoilers is because Amanda hasn't read all the books yet. Right. She's hilarious and you. you know, this is it was meant to be the three of us, uh-huh. but it's hard to walk that line between well, you need content to talk about and be able to develop the characters. And obviously now that we're into um, the, what's the wrong thing? The infernal devices were able to kind of compare and contrast mm-hmm. TMI characters here, but it's nice to get some validation that it's, it's going good. So yeah. thank you. Thank yeah, you. We also had some more this week on our Facebook group. That I think I forgot to respond to because I feel like I read it in like in the middle of the night or something. Like I get up to me so many times now, guys, that sometimes <laughs> and you gotta I bring see your stuff phone and with I you forget to, check it to see if anything new happened. <laughs> well, I always check my phone when I get up just because our security cameras and stuff. I just I don't know. I just always want to make sure there's nothing going on. And my kid gets home in the middle of the night from work, so I like to check on him. Anyway. Um, so I'm sorry I haven't responded, but someone did talk about, which I think you two responded to, um, our sidebars and how yeah. they appreciate them and I was like thank goodness you guys <laughs> right <laughs> we, so we got some good that. feedback this week yeah <laughs> oh you guys all right I have a question for you we haven't yes. done this in a couple of episodes okay fuck Sorry. Mary, kill Izzy Tessa or Charlotte yeah <laughs> I said what I said <laughs> well I couldn't give you Clary she's too easy yeah. to kill <laughs> yeah so this is where we're at now right mm-hmm. yeah okay okay I mean that's what I like to do when I like to cop out right so. <laughs> okay I'm gonna say fuck Izzy Mary Charlotte kill Tessa Damn. I. Yeah. Which is surprising for me because I am. Yeah. Anyway. Ruby. I feel like I would say the same thing. Especially if it's where we're at. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. This would get a lot harder if you asked me another book or two away. Uh-huh. I love Charlotte. I really do. Yeah. Okay, so this is not based on current. This is based on overall my opinions of these characters as I know okay. them to be. Fuck Tessa. Mary Izzy. Kill Charlotte. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I feel you, girl. Tessa would be so boring to be married to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Izzy would be fun. Hell yes. <laughs> I just feel like at this point in time, like, I love my family. This summer has been hard. Yeah. My husband has been working so much. Six days a week, you know, 60 hours a week or more. Mm-hmm. So I like doing everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like Charlotte would like do everything. Like she'd, she'd <laughs> she run would. the show. Exactly. So I could have like a mental a... break. I feel like she'd yes. run the show. At least you guys could share it, you know. She... So that's why I picked Charlotte to marry. With Fair like, a, I don't know if that's why you did, Amanda, but that's yep. just, I feel like she'd run the show. That would oh, be but nice. I, it, my opinion would change if it was further out. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. I feel I would match with you if it was further out. Mm. I like it. I like yep. it. All right. I so- like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> Why do we have to repeat each other? Because <laughs> it was funny. Every time. Every time. I'm just, I'm just like, that was funny. <laughs> I want, I it sounded so it. fun when you said it. I want to say it too. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to wrap my mouth around those words. <laughs> okay well you better say something funny this episode because otherwise that's gonna be the title (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, oh my gosh what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with robin's recap previously on downworld or dish our period drama begins at the entrance to a haunted victorian graveyard filled with outcast wailing spirits our broody protagonist, William Herondale, calls forth the queen of illegal tender, Old Maul. Will is trading wedding rings for black market shadow products. On a whim, he asks Old Maul for a potion to make him feel indifference for Tessa. As chapter one begins, Jim is escorting Tessa through Westminster Abbey, the latest stop on their two-week London tour. This visit isn't just pleasure, as I have a council meeting to attend. The chamber is hidden within the abney. Abbey? Abney? What the hell is that? <laughs> Okay, sorry. The, you, whew, the chamber is hidden within the abbey, and following some top-secret Nephilim non-magic magic, they make their way through the hidden passages into the entrance. Tessa, flanked by the parabrotize, is admitted in and stopped by Council Wayland, who tells her to take a seat at the front. The meeting starts with Charlotte's story of what happened at the Institute and is followed by Tessa's lineage and near past. Consul Wayland weighs the testimony and issues a verdict of punishment to Charlotte, but is contested by Benny the Dick. Challenging Charlotte's claim to the Institute, a wager is set, giving Charlotte two weeks to track down Morty, or Benny will go through with his challenge. Charlotte and everyone are like super TO'd. She leaves the chamber and is interrupted mid-meltdown by Consul Whalen, who tells her it's time to pick herself up by her bootstraps and get shit done. Okay, so you guys, you'll never guess where Tessa is at the beginning of this chapter. Just kidding, she's in the fucking library as per usual. At least she's not in bed. I am shocked. <laughs> right? 
the whole gang is there like a massive cram session before the SATs or some shit. I don't know, guys. School centric humor isn't really my thing. I didn't get that far in my formal education. Robin, can I defer to you? Is that what that that's what that's like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like studying with other people. So I agree. It's weird. I've never studied ever in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. I would study with my dad. He'd like, I do flashcards and he'd quiz me on the flashcards or whatever. Oh my God. There's a reason why. (laughs) You know, I did did not seek out higher education. (laughs) I mean, me either. No, I think now I research more now as an adult than I ever did when I was a kid. But I don't know if I've ever studied anything. Like I don't know. There's so many things that I would have like, I, I know what job I'd like to have, but I'm just not smart enough for it. And there's no like studying or whatever you can do. My mind just doesn't work around it like that. What job do you want? I would like to, I would rather, rather would have liked to be like an astrophysicist. Oh, okay. Okay. I was about to be like, like, you are so smart. No, that you're, that's, yeah, no, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. No. Mm -mm. My mind doesn't, math and science, like, I love learning about silence. I love worrying about worrying. Oh my God, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Learning about the universe and and space and all that other stuff, but your brain's got to have a way, like, with numbers. And I'm just, no. Mm-hmm. No, I, I do think about that. I'm like, man, if I like could go back with the knowledge that I have now as a teenager, dude, I would have a hundred percent been like a historian or like an anthropologist or something like, mm-hmm. okay. But when I was a teenager, I didn't know that that like we, the only history we got was from some fucking coach teaching us about world war two. There was no like yep. expansive history. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was into history. I thought history was boring. And then, like, I become an adult, and I start seeking out, like, information on my own. And I'm like, history is fucking fascinating. Why do we only learn about World War II for, like, 12 years? That's all we learned about. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Oh, we spent a ton of time on the revolution. The Revolutionary War and stuff. I learned more about history and science and stuff from homeschooling my sixth grader at the time right. than I remember from high school. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, it was like, we, we covered like, um, the, the colonization, like for like, it was like a week and then the revolution trail of tears and then just skip straight to world war two. Like the rest of it didn't. And then, and then like never mention Vietnam because that doesn't exist because we didn't win. That's a good point. I don't remember ever talking about it either. No. Although I did have a teacher that was in it. So he told us stories about it, but right. not like facts, uh-huh. you know, right. just like whatever. Oh my God. Okay. I don't even remember where I was. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Studying. All right. Well, that's clear as mud. If you <laughs> study and you've studied like this, you can let us know. Otherwise we're just going to assume that that's, not a normal thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just something you see in TV. You know what, though? They're not really studying. They're searching for clues, which you could totally do that as a group. Fair yeah, enough. Because they're not really like, even Look at the mystery machine gang. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they're, they work in a group. They group projects. <laughs> okay, so you're just saying my metaphor doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. I fucking love you. 
<laughs> so the group's searching through all the claves. Fuck. <laughs> so the group's searching through all the claves records that might possibly have any information on Mortmain or the Pandemonium Club with little to no luck. So Jessamine's uh, patience is the first to run out. Shocker. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised she's hanging out. I agree. Like, she's even pretending to care. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so she's like, she's like, this is a waste of time, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, Charlotte <laughs> responds with the sickest fucking burn. <laughs> Quote, Jessamine, there is no need for you to remain if you do not wish to. I must say, I doubt any of us was expecting your help in this matter. And since you have never much applied yourself to your studies, I cannot help but wonder if <coughs> if you even know what it is you're looking for. Could you tell a binding spell from a summoning spell if I set the two before you? Fuck. Dude. That makes me feel better about being stressed out and occasionally yelling at my kids because I'm stressed out about work shit. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Charlotte has so many good like burns. She really does. Yep. (laughs) And it's not like if they're witty, but they also cut you. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, because people read between the lines. Yep. (laughs) And their feelers get hurt. Yeah. And it's delicious. <laughs> Just serve me up a cup of them tears. I love it. <laughs> That's, a, yeah, you have to give it to Magnus for a spell. Right. <laughs> Dude, those spell ingredients last time, I'm still not over it. I'm like, this is a YA book. Calm yourself. <laughs> Jesus. Seriously. Fairy eyes. So Bitch, weird. Bitches are still blushing over like hand holding and stuff. Calm down. <laughs> so Jesse tries to say that she really uh, does want to help to catch Mortmain because like he needs to be punished. But Will challenges her immediately. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. You want Nate to get caught and punished because he made you look like a fool. How about that? (laughs) And before Will and Jasmine can go, uh, or before Will and Jasmine can get too deep into the mud slinging insults, Sophie comes in to announce that brother Enoch has arrived and Charlotte like rushes off to meet him with a warning to her problem teens not to kill each other, (laughs) which must be like an, added stressor seeing as they are trained killers like yeah right i wonder literally at what point you're like like their hormones like and they are trained killers like maybe it's a little more like maybe it's a little more serious when i'm like don't kill each other yeah (laughs) she's like no bloodshed till i get back most people say it as a joke like (laughs) it's like moms that are like don't come get me unless someone's bleeding or or something's on fire I feel like that would be like they would apply. I literally said <laughs> yeah, that a little today. more than in normal day, like normal parenting. <laughs> yep, said that today. So Jasmine won't let it go, pissed that she's been marked as useless. Um, 
our little shadow hunter princess is on a mission to make everyone else feel as pathetic as she does. Because <laughs> that's the way to go about that. Yeah. Jem, ever the voice of reason, reminds Jesse that Tessa offered to help and that they should be grateful, tells Will to quit quoting Hamlet, and for fuck's sake, Henry, can you please pay attention? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yes, dear, and like thinks it's Charlotte, and it's just Jem, and he's like, Charlotte left. Like, fuck. She literally said something to you when she left. Like, come on, dude. I just don't like why would someone give him. Okay, I know you want to give him the book about like robotics, mechanical, Mm -hmm. because he's like he knows about. But he's not looking for more made now. (laughs) No, he's just excited. (laughs) It's like giving him like like you're looking through the newspaper and like you're given, you know, it's like you give the sports section to Andy. Okay, right. (laughs) Give the comedy to to me. That's not helpful. He wouldn't notice if I left either. Yeah, I totally. You're right. You're not looking for content there. (laughs) So they're going about this all wrong. They're trying to predict the future when what they should be doing is trying to understand Mortmain's past. That's some Indiana Jones bullshit right there. (laughs) So Will is well on his way to dismissing Mortmain, uh, given his rather boring past, when he stops mid-sentence as he mind melds with his pair of bro tie. Okay? He's like, that's bullshit. And then he's like, wait. And his eyes go all crazy. Quote, uh, what? Jessamine demanded, looking from Will to Jem in a vexed manner. I declare, the way you two seem to read each other's minds gives me the shudders. Ah, said Will. Jem was just thinking, and I would tend to agree, that Mortmain's life story is, quite simply, balderdash. Some lies, some truth, but very likely there isn't anything in here that helps us. These are just stories he made up to give the newspaper something to print about him. Besides, we don't care how many ships he owns. We want to know where he's learned dark magic and from whom. Very dramatic. That's very true, though. <laughs> Dude, for I want to know. <laughs> but I love that he's like, this is what Jem's thinking, because he told me in my brain. Eyeball. Yeah, they're silent brothers, together, like just the two of them. They have right? that power. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like leveled up their pair of bro tie to like m- mind reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you can kind of get that, like if you're in the same meeting and you look at it and you're like. Oh, that's fair. Yep. Yep. Oh, but the worst is if you if you make eye contact with someone in a meeting when you think something's funny. Because yeah. yep. then you might laugh out loud and then that's super embarrassing. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yep. <laughs> Tessa from the back adds, and that's why he hates shadow hunters. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, confuses Will because he just assumed that the shadow hunters are just an obstacle to overcome for Morty's plan of world domination. He's like, no one could hate us. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Tessa's like, yeah, I know this might be hard, a hard concept uh, to grasp since everyone but Jem hates you. But Mortmain, <laughs> like, really, really hates all Nephilim. Like, a lot. I'm getting some serious vengeance vibes from this guy. So, you know. Truth. JS. Jem pulls a Doc Brown jumping out of his seat. By Jove, I think I've got it. Reparations. <laughs> 
Of course, no one knows what the fuck he's prattling on about, but Jem's quick to explain. They've got to search the reparation. Can I interrupt you, please? Yes. Yes. He says Great Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you know how long it's been since I've read that or since I've watched that? Do we watch it all the time? It's not my Anyway. I feel like I just watched it recently, too, but... It was on TV recently, but I never mm-hmm. see, like, the whole thing. It's always I never on watch TNT. it on purpose, like Robin. Right. Yeah, I'll <laughs> watch Adriana's it on favorite TV. movie, yeah. dude. <laughs> no. Sorry. Okay, great Scott. I think I've got it. <laughs> Reparations. Of course, no one knows what the fuck he's prattling on about, but Jem's quick to explain. They've got to search the reparations section of the archives. If Mortmain thinks he's been slighted somehow by the Shadow Hunters, he might have filed a formal complaint. Duh. Doi. Doi. Okay. I'm going to read this section and then and then we we need to sidebar. I apologize. It's just a little sentence, but like this is kind of a very like information dense chapter. Yeah. And it's really hard to fucking summarize. So there's a lot of like two sentence things. So anyway, quote, when a downworlder or a mundane alleges that shadow hunter, that a shadow hunter has broken the law in their dealings with them, the downworlder lodges a complaint through reparations where uh, there will be a trial and the downworlder will be accorded some sort of payment based on whether they can prove their case. So he explains what reparations are, right? So mm-hmm. quick sidebar. This is such a fucking mundane evil villain origin story. Like if this is where the path that we're going down. Right. But it works because it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it seems so fucking simple. Like, oh, well, wait a minute. Why does he hate us? Well, if this is the case, like if this is the path that we end up down. So because you were dickheads and probably didn't give him reparations for what he wanted. And then look what you created. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm expanding on wh- where this might go, which is what I am assuming this is for. But right. They're like Eminem. Like M&M. It's such created a, simple, a monster. Right. It's such a simple <laughs> thing, but it's very effective. Anyways. Yeah, I like this, the turn of this, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is not like the blood, the dried blood opening a door. Like, this, right. <laughs> this well, is a really good. <laughs> and it makes sense for motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like Valentine's motivation is never, it's never, was never really clear. They're like, what? You just want power? Like, I guess it was boring. It was very bland. Uh-huh. Whereas this gives it flavor and like emotion where like, you're like, oh yeah, I get that. Like if, if like someone did something that required me to like file a complaint or whatever, then yeah, like I could get like, I could see getting like pissed and understanding where someone could go down this road. No, I mean, I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. but I'm too Uh lazy to be a villain. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I personally wouldn't make robots with people's skin on them, but you know, no, it's not really my thing. (laughs) It's kind of gross. So Jem jumps up like, all right, I'm at, I'm going to go catch Shar Shar and uh, Brozy E. I was trying to make it easy. Shar Shar Binks. (laughs) 
You gotta do the voice, Amanda. <laughs> like, like Misa thinks. <laughs> Is that him, right? That's him. <laughs> Misa oh. thinks Jessamine, you're a bitch. I, can't, I don't know what his voice is. It's like it's like a weird like sing songy. Oh, it's like, oh. you know, oh, like up and down. I just like when he walks, he kind of goes like this, you know. <sighs> okay, dude, I thought oh, we God. banned Jar Jar Binks talk. <laughs> you can't ban Amanda's favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> It's so important to my life. Dude, I love that. I feel like there's half of it. And the eyes of somebody else are like, you are literally just saying that because you know it'll piss off a bunch of Star Wars fans. But Amanda's not. She, that is legit her favorite character. That's not why. She's not vindictive in that sense. It's because Am- Amanda doesn't go that deep with that shit. She's like, I don't have fucking time to analyze what would be the worst for you to hear is my favorite character. She's like, so I don't got time for that. I'm busy. Like, I watched it once. He was cute. I liked it. She's 100% literally what I was going to say. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm new to the shadow world. My favorite character is the cat. (laughs) 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 Meow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (sighs) Yep. Getting back on track. So, Jem jumps up like, all right, I'm going to go catch Charlotte and Rosie and tell him to check the archives. And Tessa's butthole immediately puckers at the thought of being left alone <laughs> with Jessamine and Will. <laughs> because in case anyone missed it, last chapter, uh, shit is super awkward between the two of them. <laughs> so we get, we get a little bit of like the chisme internal dialogue. Being around Will was uncomfortable in most circumstances. Only with Jem there was it bearable. Somehow, Jem was able to whittle down Will's sharp edges and make him nearly human. Mm, okay. Who's inner... Like, okay, never mind. I was like, that's like... That inner monologue is like... On point with it the times. Because that is not no. what that would sound like now. No, it would not. Uh... So Tessa's like, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Jem. I uh, have something to talk to Charlotte about. I don't know why that sounds like a question. I definitely have something to talk to Charlotte about. It's totally William Shatner voice, you know. <laughs> I have something. Yeah. Jem rules a natural one on perception and suspects nothing. He's just pleasantly surprised by the development. Yep. He's like, oh, yay. Yeah. Will, on the other hand, clocks Tessa's bullshit immediately. Except I think he might be drawing the wrong conclusion because he does that like cartoon double take between the two of them before he pushes his chair back, declaring his paper cuts too much to bear and announces he's going for a walk. Yep, a walk. Definitely not throwing himself a pity party. Nope, that would be crazy. (laughs) Because... Yep. Wow, that was a lot of dynamic, and Jem noticed none of it. Right? He's just stoked. He got the girl. That's all he knows in this moment. Yep. <laughs> He's like, you want to come with me? I'm so excited. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I got to admit, for a second there, I thought Will was going to invite himself to join Tessa and Jem. Me too. 
so like I wouldn't put that amount of petty past a Herondale, to be honest. But I'm very glad he didn't because that would have been very awkward. Yep. And Tessa, it so so they're like all standing. They've all announced their plans, but they're not doing anything yet. <laughs> okay. It's like that's a standoff. And Tessa and Will get in a pissing match, which it's all like vaguely veiled jabs. It's very Victorian. <laughs> And Tessa suggests that Will just use a fucking Arazzi on the paper cuts, you know, because you're a shadow hunter. Like, what the fuck? And I'm sure, like, the the silent and get back to fucking work, you lazy asshole, was, like, just hanging in the air. Yeah, yeah. Will actually glares at Tessa, like, narrow-eyed glare. And um, as if she's, like, like, she's the fucking problem here. And he makes some snarky ass comment about her being helpful to which Tessa throws it down with a, my only desire is to be of service. And holy crap, is it getting hot in here? <laughs> I was going to say that sounds sexual. Damn. Jem <laughs> seems to think so because he jumps in between. I'm like, guys, 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 can we all just get along? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm right. He breaks out a, cu- a guitar and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm riding a high right now. Okay. Like, can we just not? cramp my style (laughs) she was gonna come with me okay we'll knock it off right (laughs) but before the words finish passing his lips will is audi 5000 like fart in the wind and jessamine's in the corner like popcorn and bonbons out watching this shit like it's a pay-per-view fight (laughs) and she's like she sees through all of it and she just says how interesting but, like, those two words hold weight. And Tessa knows she's fucked. She was yep. like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I see what's happening. I do love that the dynamic in this book isn't, like, to me, you would normally think, like, oh, Jessamine would be jealous because mm-hmm. she's the pretty one and the two boys mm-hmm. are fighting over Tessa. And she does not give a shit at all because she's mm-hmm. not interested in right. being with a shadow hunter. So I, she just enjoys the drama for the sake of it being drama. And yeah. I love that. She's like, this is fucking hilarious. I can't wait to watch this shit. Yep. This reminds me, my sister-in-law was telling me today, they live in an, they um, live in these apartments. And um, she was telling me they just bought a house. So she's happy that they bought a house and stuff. But she was telling me, she's like, although, you know, they've been spending a lot of time at the pool. And um, so that their kids can play or whatever. And she's like, and these people, they're all friends. So they all start fighting. And she's <gasps> like, I just sit back and put my sunglasses on and sit there with my white claw. And I just watch these people. <laughs> oh it's just God. so much fun. And uh, that's what that reminds me of. <laughs> is Jody just sitting there with her big ass sunglasses and her floppy hat watching these oh, people. Oh, dude, that would stress <laughs> me out. There's no oh, way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. So. Tessa's furious, mostly at herself for letting Will get to her. But also, is it really her fault? Like, he's a Herondale, so give yourself a break, girl. Like, (laughs) yeah, don't worry about it. Jem takes her arm and leads her out to find Charlotte, a move that Tessa notices, but, or a move that Tessa notices is not exactly proper, but since they're more familiar at the Institute, she'll allow it. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. And Jes- Jesamine's yep. uh, put out by being left alone, 
Um, and Jem has the perfect fucking response to her. I can't. It's so fucking good. She Jasmine's really getting her comeuppance this chapter. She's getting put <laughs> in her fucking place. And Jem says, you could always wake up Henry. It looks like he's eating paper in his sleep again. And you know how Charlotte hates that. Oh, bother, said Jasmine with an exasperated sigh. Why do I always get the silly tasks? Because you don't want the serious ones, said Jem. Oh. Burn. Yes, he did go there. (laughs) Damn. Oh, man, that's great. (sighs) Okay, you guys. My section is so much more interesting (laughs) than Kristen's. We get some Magnus action, too, so it's great. Okay, so Will takes off from the library and he goes to Magnus, who is still at Camille's house. Like, is this a squatter situation? Like, he's completely taken over. He's using her footman. Like, (laughs) well, like, footman's just like, it's no big deal. Like, it's just Magnus. I don't know. Well, and at this point, Camille has, like, ghosted him, right? Yeah. He's just like, it's like like a one night stand, and the person (laughs) leaves for work, and you just stay in their apartment. What the fuck? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) exactly so yeah so right away when will walks in he can smell black magic which i think is funny i don't know i guess it reminds me of like the demon smell i don't know like did do they say what it smelled like yeah i I think so i think it was do they say say it smells like burnt sugar is that i can't remember if it's the series or a different series that I don't that's think what, so. That doesn't sound familiar. Okay. I think it's a different series see. that that's what magic smells like. But I think it is brought up. Sulfur mixed with um, the tames of a hot day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That sounds gross. Yep. Like the garbage. The demon So it is smell. like the demon smell. Yeah. Which makes sense because <clears throat> like as soon as um, you smell the black magic, you would think like, I'm going to beat feet. Like I'm going to get it out of here. But instead he just keeps going and he goes into Magnus and he walks in the room and all the furniture's been pushed back against the walls and stuff. And Magnus is just chilling with this demon that's been summoned um, in the middle of the room. So it makes sense that it would smell like that. So is it black magic that he's smelling or was yep. it the demon? I don't know. But either way, I feel like in this moment, if I were well, like, I would react like I just walked in on someone doing it or something. <laughs> like, oh, like, shit. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'll come back later. You, you just finish what you're doing. And by the way, I have to mention that this has happened to me before, and that is not how I reacted, and I was super awkward, so... You walked in on someone doing black magic? No. Sex. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. That seems like something you would walk in on, not me. (laughs) No, Kristen would be the one doing it. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Will walks in and Magnus is like, oh, hey, bro, just in time. <laughs> and um, I feel like Will gives him the like chin nod, like, sup, bro? So Magnus <laughs> introduces Will to this demon, like it's his cousin from Boston, home from college for Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> He's just like, hey, this is whatever dude's name was. And um, the demon is not a Boston cousin, though, because he immediately starts telling Will that he wants to rip his eyes out and tear the skin from his face. <laughs> That's so he's a little aggressive. Excessive. Yeah. <laughs> 
and Magnus interrupts this motherfucker and he's like, be nice, dude. Just chill. Be nice. This is my bro. Okay. <laughs> like Will has some questions for you and you're going to answer them. Okay. This is how this is going to go. And Will's like, nah, I think we got the wrong guy. This dude is blue. Sure. But the wrong color of blue. You see, we're looking for, yeah, <laughs> we're looking for <coughs> cobalt and he's more periwinkle. And this motherfucker is like, what did you call me? <laughs> He's so offended by Periwinkle. He's like, Smurf is my goal, okay? And you're really hurting my feelings right now. <laughs> and Will goes on and he's like, yeah, I mean, his voice is all wrong too. And he had a different number of eyes, which is weird to me to say. Just say like, the other one had three eyes or the other one had nine eyes. Like, why do you have to say a different number of eyes? It's weird. Well, and okay, also, question, if you knew all that, why didn't you tell Magnus, I mean, unless Magnus yes. didn't know, like, he only knew that this was a blue demon, but, like, it seems like maybe you should have been sharing more information. I agree. Or, like, draw or a yes. picture. Paint her a picture or something. <coughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're, like, really good at drawing. Yeah. So Magnus uh, makes the demon basically like take an oath. We're on a demon Bible, whatever. He gives him some <coughs> serum. I don't know. But um, it, whatever he does makes him tell the truth. And um, <laughs> he asks the demon if he's ever seen Will before. And he's like, bro, all humans look the same. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love <laughs> This is one thing that Cassandra Clare does so well is she gives the demons their own personality. They're not just yeah. blind evil, right? Like you have your like Ravener demons or whatever, but like mm-hmm. for the most part, like they have something to say and they have a personality and it makes them interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I we'll like never it. forget Jake for that reason. So right. yeah. <laughs> the bones. I want to crunch the bones and suck to the marrow. Eat, to eat. <laughs> to eat maybe i won't forget because of the emphasis you two can do what if he what if he's like this is jake from state farm <laughs> he's got like the name tag you know we're the ones that save to save to save your auto insurance he didn't just pop in and go hey my name's jake i'm here to eat your eyes <laughs> that was us <laughs> Dude, I watched those Jake from State Farm commercials. Like, they're a fucking, like, episodic, like, show. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. Why does, why does he only want one steak? Is he single? Like, are we going to, is he going to find someone? he gets so mad. He says the opposite. He's like, he only, he's only one person. Why does he need so much steak? (laughs) And then he gets mad because the people are stealing from the companies they work for in in Andy's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And a side of ranch. Yeah. My favorite. Cuckoo Krusties. I watch too much TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so this demon admits that the last time he was here, like in this realm, I guess, um, humans were living in huts and eating bugs. So he's pretty <laughs> sure, unless Will's been alive for like ever, they've never met. <laughs> well, you could have led with that, Dimitri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So Will asks him, 
the demon it i suppose if um it's ever heard of a demon that's dark blue with a raspy voice and a barbed tail the demon's like dude there are so (laughs) many of us like there's no way i've met everyone (laughs) just no way it's like when you meet someone out of town and you you say that you're from somewhere and they're like oh do you know so and so and you're like no motherfucker there's like five million people in my city i don't know what you're talking about Okay, dude, we were at Las Vegas at a work Mm -hmm. conference thing, okay? And there's people from literally all Mm -hmm. over the country there. And so we sat down, and I made a dumb joke, and guess what? It backfired on me. Because I was like, from from zero to Subaru, how Portland are you? (laughs) And then people next to me were like, I'm from Portland, and I drive a Subaru. And I was like, of course you do. Of course you do. What are the odds? What are the odds? They have a business oh, in Gladstone. Fuck. What <laughs> are the odds? Only it you. It actually did happen to me. When my mom used to work as a, yes. like a cashier at Bymart. And um, she saw a lady come through with a sweatshirt on it that said the city that my older brother lives in, that my dad, anyway, he was adopted, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the lady did know um, my brother's mom. And so I actually ended up meeting my brother that way because my mom just happened to ask this lady that had a sweatshirt on that said, oh, we didn't meet in person, but like we wrote letters back and forth and stuff. That's crazy. Super crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yep. I'm friends with his wife on Facebook now. Great. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. So anyway, this demon doesn't know like this other demon. So Magnus is like, okay, poof, be gone. And it is. <laughs> So Magnus is super bummed because he thought he had gotten it like right this time. So obviously uh, Magnus and Will have been working together to find this motherfucker because he says this time. So this is obviously not the first time. So Will admits that the demon was right. Like he had said he hasn't given like basically you're not giving me much to work on. That's not much of a description. Basically like Uh I haven't given you much Magnus. So Kristen you're right. Like why didn't he say the eyes thing to begin with? Yeah. But Magnus is like well you've told me everything right? So finally, we get some details because he's like, this is what you told me. So Will had opened a Pixis five years ago and it had released a demon. And this demon put a curse on him. But other than what the demon physically looked like, um, Will, there's no, okay. Other than what the demon physically looked like, Will doesn't know any other information except for what the curse really is. And he's not willing to tell Magnus what the curse is because he says it was a big enough risk to tell him um, about the curse in the first place. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to disclose anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Will is like, man, I I'm just you need smacking myself now. in the head. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what the curse is. I'm just going to tell I... you that I'm fucking cursed. <sighs> It's it's interesting. It just keeps us on our toes, you know. Fucking stupid teenage boys. <laughs> Communicate. <laughs> it does seem funny to tell him about everything and then like that part of the curse is just hidden. Right? Yeah. Stop short. What are you doing? What are you even What's doing the, with your life, know. Will Arendale? What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, well now it sounds like he's probably gonna have to go get more ingredients from old mall <laughs> to do another summoning and he's like i don't think she's gonna be happy to see me <laughs> 
Anyway, so Magnus wants more cheese may, of course, like we all do. And he asked, like, so what's I get you're not going to tell me what the what the thing is, whatever. But like, what's changed? Because like you opened this five years ago, something smells fishy here. And Will like tries to play it off like, well, my parabro tie is dying and blah, blah, blah. And Magnus can just see through that shit. He's like, bro, he's been dying for years. <laughs> there's nothing that this curse could do that would save Jem. That wouldn't make any sense. Like, there's only one thing that's changed recently over there at that old institute of yours. <laughs> and of course, we all know that's Tessa. And like, Will's hands start mm-hmm. shaking and shit. And he's like, you, you, <laughs> you know everything that you need to know. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know what the curse is. Clearly okay? not. <laughs> yep. Clearly not. Dude, I have yeah. a quick sidebar. I, I just have a quick question. Like, does the, does like the black magic smell, does that like stick to like the curtain? Do you think it went away right away too when right, it stopped? Right. It's like, is Magnus worried about like stinking up Camille's house or is he like, no, fuck you. Like you, you, you ghosted me. I'm going to fuck up your house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like seeps exactly. into the drapes. Mm-hmm. Or as soon as the demon's gone, it's gone. No, because it's not. Because we know that. Duh, Amanda. Because Jace could smell the demons after they left Claire's mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah, so, so I wonder yeah, how long that, does. Do they mm-hmm. have like demon Febreze? Yeah. <laughs> like, like how long does that it'll dissipate, But it takes a month. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> These are the questions. Uh, yeah. So Will is basically like, the reason doesn't matter. Okay. Um, do you need me to pay you more money to stop asking questions? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and Will is like, nothing is going to make me stop asking questions. Oh, but I'll still help you. Like, it's cool. Uh, so he tells him. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Magnus says that. Magnus <laughs> is going to still help. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> pregnancy brain I probably do that a lot and (laughs) you guys don't even notice because I talk so fast (laughs) that's me (laughs) so Magnus is going to try the summoning again on Saturday so like he'll let him know the details which I think is funny because it seems to me like getting the ingredients would determine when he'd be able to do it again like why Saturday I don't know it's just funny Maybe he's got a surplus. Maybe it has to do with the, the lunar cycle. Yeah. I don't know. That one. That's true. <laughs> anyway. Of course, now all uh, Will can think about is Tessa. And he's thinking about her name and how he wishes that she could have had an uglier name. So the voices in his head don't sound so appealing. And I'm like, what? Like, I know we've grown up in a world, all of us, with technology to distract us from really having to use our imagination. Even our parents. Like, at least they had a telephone, you know, like Mm -hmm. television and stuff like that. But, like, have you ever had, like, the person you like's name stuck in your head? That's just weird. I don't. Mm. It, It sounds very creepy. I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. It's creep. Well, then now you're like, like, what would be a bad name? He said Mildred. What name do you not want? Mild- what if somebody named Mildred I is upset that adorable? What right? if somebody- I was going to say, I love the name Mildred. That's adorable. Because yeah. you'd probably yeah. go by Millie or something. Or like, what if your name is Robin? Or and it sounds or like a dude's name. You could be a badass and go by Dread. You don't know her life. Yes. Yeah. You don't know her. You don't know she Mildred. Could be an artist. <laughs> yeah. Robin, what do you have to tell us? 
dots. Okay, my people. We're cutscene to a point of view from Sophie. What a treat. <laughs> this is brownies in a book. Center, not edges. Edges are gross. Edges, well, are, edges the are the best. Mm. The wow. The best Hot brownie take. is a day old brownie edge. That's like open, right? You don't cover it. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be. Oh. It's mm-hmm. got to be like stale and chewy. The edges. Oh, I oh. want it still kind of mm-hmm. gooey in yeah. the center. But the crisp. Oh no! Like almost undercooked. Oh mm-hmm. no! That'll yeah. make me no. sick. Amanda, you know what? This is perfect though, because we could get a thirteen by nine and we could share it, and you could have the middle exactly. pieces and I'd have the edge pieces, and we're like meant for it's each true. other. You were meant for That's me, what and Jason I was meant for I you. Do. He just got a fucking brownie tonight when he got his pizza, and because he likes the the middle ones, and I only like the corners. Because <laughs> Jason's my Omar doesn't really eat desserts, so I oh, just you're so lucky. My husband eats it all. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I don't get any, no. and my whole family is like, "Well, you, it, we've had it for like three days. I don't care how long we've had it. There's twelve, and there's four of us. Do your math, okay? You don't get six, okay? <laughs> Clearly, I'm passionate about this. You don't. Like, I don't get stuff all the time. Okay, guys, sorry. Right. Sophie is in the hall, walking down, and she's on her way to Jessman's room to sweep ashes out of the fireplace. And she's taking this moment, as Amanda just said, there's no technology, there's no TV, there's no nothing. So she's stuck in her own thoughts. She can't even have like an earbud in, you know, listening to a podcast. Down world or dish. So she's reflecting on the difference between her previous employer and her life now with the Shadowhunters. And this seems like an odd thing for me to spend time on, but we've talked about it so much. And it's super interesting. So here goes. Okay. First and foremost, the thing that pulls her into this, like, thought train is that she hears voices coming from somewhere down the hall. And her old employer would make her do her best to resemble a piece of furniture, which means no eye contact, move to the side and, like, stare at the wall. Like what my mom used to do when we got in trouble. Go in the corner. Face in the corner. corner Don't move. Yep. Mm -hmm. With a penny on it. So you couldn't move. Don't let it fall off. Anyway, obviously that's not the case at the Institute. And apparently, as much as we talk about Sophie doing everything in Victorian England, like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, Sophie runs the house. She's got to do the pails and the Mm -hmm. cure and the whatever. (laughs) (laughs) She actually has to play the music. She's like, I'd stop the world and melt with you. Okay. Anyway, if she had been working in a family of, quote, this is her, quote, good breeding. That's what she says. Yep. They wouldn't be doing shit for themselves. And in comparison, the Nephilim, like, they start their own fires. They do some of their own shopping. They take care of certain certain rooms for themselves, like the weapons room in the training era. And that's uncommon. So they do more than other aristocrats would do. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, she was also shocked um, about how few staff there are and how familiar Thomas and Agatha were Mm -hmm. with their employers. It's like, this is a big-ass house. There's only three of us. And these people are, like, buds. This is weird. And so the family that Sophie had worked for before were poor, which, okay, maybe. But, like, if you're poor, can you really afford to hire help? Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. I guess. I mean, I I went, I researched. I went in to do some research on this when I was writing because I was interested. And apparently there were people that would hire help for their house. And then they wouldn't have enough money or food left to really take care of the person that was in their house helping them. And it was awful. So anyway. Bastards. Wow. (laughs) Yep. So a lot of like people, they were malnutrition. Malnourished. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate Always got a sister's back. Okay. So the, the people that Sophie worked for, they called often called her stupid. They slapped her around like, and it was for dumb shit. Cause she wasn't like used to handling real silver or fine China or this delicate furniture. But once she learned the ropes and it was clear that she was going to be beautiful butterfly, they promoted her to parlor maid, which if you didn't know, it took this snippet. I forgot to cite my source on this, so I'm really sorry that I don't remember. But it was some website that had was historical the information on it. I suck. Take it, it with Google. a grain of salt. It's from the internet. Yeah, and I forgot to cite my source, so I'm sorry. But it says, The parlor maid was kept in the household mainly in place of the single footman. Thus, the duties performed by the parlor maid would be the same as his. The parlor maid would have various duties like opening the door to visitors and guiding them to the drawing room, setting the table for breakfast, luncheon, or dinner, clearing them away, bringing the afternoon tea, and similar details. She would also be responsible for repairing the linen, waiting on the mistress, and address her when needed. She was also responsible for helping in making the bed, maintaining the drawing room fireplace, and putting out fresh curtains. So, basically, she's like, look at this beautiful person that I have here working for me obviously as we learned from last episode victorians are all about beauty they paint over mm-hmm. thousand year old paintings about it so that's what she was her job <laughs> was no, sorry no, 300 i don't know why i said thousand i'm an embellisher if you didn't know hello my name is robin one thing about me i'm an embellisher so basically what happened to sophie is after she turned 18 she became old and her wages went down each year, like in turn of how her aging. So she was like miserable. And the moment she got hired at the Institute was such a relief. No one cared that she was in her 20s or made her feel small or insignificant. In a way, she felt like that mutilation of her face was almost worth it to be able to work here. Okay, ladies. I think we have a what's her age again situation with Sophie. Okay. I was wondering too. And I don't, I'm going to have to do some more. We're not going to resolve this, this episode. I'm going to have to do some Mm -hmm. more research because I can't remember. Cause her, her age gets mentioned again in the next book. And I, I want to say she's 20 or 21, which doesn't quite make sense for as experienced as like, they make it seem like she's been at the Institute for at least a couple years. Before that, she was with this horrible family, and at that time, she had already started losing wages after she turned 18, so, like, she should be, like, 25. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. But. Which this says that she could be. She's in her 20s. Right. So, I'm going to have to do Mm -hmm. some research to see where they point out, like, how old she is and see if I can figure it out. What's her age again? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Bed fell out. Okay. 
Although she still avoided looking at herself in the mirror, she wasn't as shocked as she initially had been when she did see herself. Which is just sad mm-hmm. to think about. Like, because Sophie's such a good person. So when she'd first got to the Institute, or even now, Jessamine mm. mocked her over her scar. Uh, which. Listen. Is anybody here surprised? Here's the thing. No. Love Charlotte. Love Henry. Why the fuck don't they put Jessamine in her place? Mm-hmm. She's their ward. It's it's it literally their responsibility. Like, especially why is if she was talking punished? that way to someone, that's right. ridiculous. That's not okay. Like, sure, uh-huh. be a bitch or whatever. Like, snooty, right? Not like shadow hunters, whatever. But that that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, you know, Jessamine, she's not like she doesn't care if Charlotte would be there or not. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if the situation arose, she'd just right. say it. But a Anyway, so Jessamine mocked her, but apart from that, everyone else, like, really didn't seem to, like, care or notice about it. Except occasionally Will, who, due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates he has to be an ass every so often, brought it up occasionally, but she could tell his heart wasn't really into it. But all of this is in the past. It was pre-falling in love Mm. with Jim. So, we're back to reality now. In the hall. And Back Sophie's there. Reality. <laughs> now she knows the voice she's hearing in the distance is Jim. She can tell from that far away. And as much as she has to like Tessa because she's nice, and like she can tell that Tessa is really desperately in need of a friend, she can't help but feel a little jealous of all the attention that Jim is doting on her. And Worst of all, Tessa doesn't even seem to notice or care. You got this, like, great, awesome guy all over you and you don't give a shit. And so it makes her mad. So Sophie sees them coming down or hears them. She knows that it's Jim and Tessa. She can hear their voices. So she decides that she's going to duck into one of the unused guest rooms and creep or peer through a clock in the door. And honestly, same man. I'd probably do that, too. Avoid confrontation at all stops, even if it is with my own feelings. I don't want to confront my own feelings. Whatever it is. No thanks. And of course, she's right. It's Jim and Tessa, and they're strolling along the hall, engrossed in conversation. Jim's staring at her the way that he only has eyes for his violin. And I might be long, but I'm going to read this next paragraph. Her heart hurt. He was so beautiful. She'd always thought so. Most people went on about Will, how handsome he was, but she thought that Jim was a thousand times better looking. He had the ethereal look of angels and paintings, and though she knew that the silvery color of his hair and skin was a result of the medicine that he took for his illness, she couldn't help finding it lovely too, and he was gentle, firm, and kind. The thought of his hands and her hair stroking it back from her face made her feel comforted, whereas usually the thought of a man, even a boy touching her, made her feel vulnerable and ill. Wow. I can totally see mm-hmm. why. Oh, yeah. And for her, obviously, that connection's mm-hmm. important. And it's just yeah, sad. Yeah. That is all. So Sophie's able to get the gossip on Jim and Tessa's conversation. And they're talking about Dick Lightwood. <laughs> Dickie Lightwood. <laughs> sending his sons to the Institute. And Tessa feels like he just wants his sons to be little spies. 
And there's no way that like he actually like there's no way Benedict actually cares if Sophie and right. her are trained or not. It's all just a pretense because he wants his little his little Benny and the dicks That's in there, right. the spies. Mm-hmm. And Jim, the voice of reason, tells her like, okay, yeah, you're maybe you're right, but don't you think you should take the free training? Because even if Morty is vanquished, there might be other people that are attracted to your power and try to like fuck with your shit, man. Take the yeah, training. Do it. He's right. He's so smart. <sighs> I know. So then Tessa starts Victorian style, like dogging <laughs> on Jessamine, bringing up how she's a Monday digger and any old Monday will do, which is a real shame because like she's really pretty. And at this time, husbands don't have to like interact with their wives to realize what a freaking wet blanket she is. So I bet she could score some like fire ash shadow hunter, dude. <laughs> And Jim, out of nowhere, headcanon, doing the touch and drag, tells her that she is much prettier. Finally. It's, it feels and like it's so, finally something where he's like, girl, I like you, basically, sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Look into my eyes. So on the other side of the door, Sophie's having a moment listening to her crush compliment Tessa and be so obviously mm-hmm. into her. But she's such an awesome person that she's jealous but is also like well that's Mm -hmm. completely fair like that's a good point jessamine's like textbook pretty but her ugly ass attitude ruins it and tessa's warm and has rich features and she's funny and has a personality Mm. so the pair (laughs) debatable (laughs) i don't know about So the Jim and Tessa reach Jessa men's door and knock on it, which like bold of y'all to talk shit so liberally in the hallway when Jessamine could have been Seriously. in her room or walking to her room behind them or something. Yeah, that is the equivalent of not checking to make sure your phone is off before you talk shit. Seriously, every three seconds whilst right. you're or talking shit. If it's shit. really shit, you got to turn your phone off right. just to be safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> No evidence. So when Jessamine doesn't answer, Jem leaves. Like, so I forgot to mention it, but he's holding gear in his hand and it's gear for her to have when she starts doing her training with the Lightwood brothers. And so he just like lays it outside the door. Did I feel like they? D- it was described, the gear was described as gray fabric. It's like and tunic f- and pants. But I don't remember it being like okay. maybe that's just from. I think it's just yeah. training gear, like not uh, okay, actual okay, gear. Okay. Thank you. Like you're wearing sweats to train in. Makes sense. It's athleisure. <laughs> it's Lululemon. Victorian athleisure. Yep. <laughs> so Tessa places bets that she's like she won't ever put it on. What a waste. And Jim really doesn't care if she does or not. Like my job was to deliver. <laughs> the package and I delivered I don't like, fucking and, care and Tessa yeah. tells Jim that she doesn't know how Charlotte can stand to talk to the silent brother so often because they quote give me the horrors which bring this back please bring that back a thousand percent and Jim tells her that they like they're not so bad um, and for the next part all I can think of is Talladega Nights when they're saying grace and Cal says I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. 
<laughs> However, Jim says that he likes to pretend that when they're home in the silent city, they let their robes down and play practical jokes on each other and eat cheese. Eat cheese. <laughs> yep. And eat they're cheese. They're definitely all lactose intolerant. They undo the... the <laughs> Their, their mouths are sewed shut, but they clip them off to eat the cheese and they then resew them. They their gullet. <laughs> oh. There's an IV yes. of cheese. Where do you sign me up? <laughs> For real. <laughs> okay. Whew. And Tessa said that she hopes when they're hanging out, they play charades because it would take advantage of their natural talents. And Jem busts out laughing which i'm assuming he's like laughing a little extra mm-hmm. if you know what i'm oh, yeah. you know what i mean and then they kind of like walk away like oh muffin <laughs> we were so funny <laughs> and sophie has a 90s movie meltdown thinking about how she's never made jim laugh like that and that means that she probably doesn't know him well enough and if he if she doesn't know him well enough can she even really be in love with him or is he just like is she just interested in the hottest guy on campus She's pulled from her thoughts when, dun, 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 Jessamine's door opens and she comes out dressed like, sorry, she comes out dressed in a traveling cloak with a men's hat in her hands. She kicks the gear back into her room, revealing a man's boot. And then she pulls the cloak around her body. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do that. And stalks away down the hall, leaving a mystery in her wake. Dude. Okay. Tell me how she doesn't think she's going to get Listen. caught. Motherfuckers were just at your door. They're not in bed, bro. Okay, can I? I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I'm just going to say it. Okay? Obviously, Jessamine is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. She's spoiled. Whatever. But at the same time, literally all day long, everybody has been fucking mean to her. And bringing her down and being like, whatever. And I know her snarky ass attitude Mm -hmm. causes it. But I could totally, like, see this happening as a result right. of that. And because maybe, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All I can think of that is that TikTok. Like, if you ain't at the river, where the fuck you at? <laughs> and it's like, if you ain't listen to the Shadow Hunter podcast, where the fuck you at? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Who's to say for whatever reason, whether it was because she wanted to like Nathan punishment or get Mortmain or whatever, she obviously legitimately wanted to help because we know that if Jessamine didn't want to help, she wouldn't right. fucking. And she be defended there. herself too. You're she right. She would not. She's like, I do want to help. You know. So it's like she says she wants to help, and although her track record sucks, and it's not somebody else's job to forgive her or do whatever but if she really wanted to be there to help you've accepted her help and then so she's like okay i'm finally going to do the right thing i'm finally going to help and then everybody's just talking shit and they can probably hear her talking shit through the door so she's like you know what fuck it i agree you fuck you fuck you you're You're cool cool. i'm out (laughs) (laughs) who's she saying they're cool to the cat the church you're cool great <laughs> make sure that you've read chapter three unjustifiable death should have read that, that before i said it clunky. for next week's episode <laughs> i love it <laughs> for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at downworlderdish podcast we'll see you next time bye, bye. bye.